Welcome into Between the Pylons. I'm John Camacho. And this is Jacob Waters. And guys, we have an awesome show for you guys today. The tag deadline just ended. And when I say just ended, we were recording this like 40 minutes after it ended. So uh, a lot of stuff to talk about with that. We're going to break down everybody who got tagged. A lot of names that we've been talking about over the past couple weeks because we've been kind of uh, keeping you guys up to date on the the free agency market. And now we're really going to know who's going to be a free agent, who's not. So we'll we'll get you get you caught up with all of that. Talk about a couple of cap casualties that hit. And then the big news, obviously, <laughs> Dak Prescott uh, signed today. Or, yeah, it was today, right? Yeah. It was yeah. this morning. I, was, I don't know. Thank <laughs> God for our mock drafts now, too, yeah. because that, that box is fine. Because that's where it all can go downhill from there depending on what the Cowboys were doing with that we have that settled all set all set there Uh, so we'll talk about you know just the contract really quick touch on that Um, and then what we're doing today is we're doing our running backs our rookie running backs Uh, we're doing this a little bit different than the way we did our quarterbacks because honestly it's a top four and then everybody else and we both kind of agree on that Uh, but I'm going to give my top four and then actually we agree on our top four so we do our our top four but it was supposed to be just mine but he agrees Um, and then we had we were going to do like my top 10 but on Honestly, after four, it just kind of gets jumbled up. So we're just going to talk about some other big names in the in the class that we want to mention. Uh, so get you caught up on some of the the names you need to know in the running back rookie class. Let's get started. Let's talk Dak Prescott. Let's yeah. let's just start there. What were your initial thoughts this morning? Uh, congrats to Dak. Uh, he was able to get paid. I think everything with the way that the off season and the rest of the Cowboys season last year panned out worked in Dak's favor. I mean, we saw a shell of a team at that point. Yeah. Cowboys looked horrendous. I thought that there was a chance that Andy Dalton was going to be able to step up and not be as good as Dak, but yeah. still be able to, you know, show that it's a competent offense, still be able to get things done. Yeah. It, it, it didn't work. It was abysmal nah. on every level. <laughs> they need Dak. They paid Dak. You know, he's up there. I think it's a four-year deal, so we got the short deal like he wanted, yes. $160 million, $122 million guaranteed. Yeah, uh, it's... He's, he's getting paid. I'm glad yeah. to see he's getting paid, and... It's going to go against everything that I said before about it. It is, but seeing the way that the Cowboys need him, they need Dak. I'm sorry. There's no one that you were going to be able to draft immediately with the current roster you have. And and Amari Cooper, you know, he's probably going to be one of the highest paid whenever it's his turn, if not already. Um, You already have Zeke paid, so you have a really good infrastructure you don't need a rookie quarterback yeah. to step into that. You need Dak. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Look, they, they paid Amari Cooper. They, they draft CD last year. Uh, yeah, their their core is is set. They are in win-now mode. As crazy as exactly. that is to say about a team that, that sucked last year, and by all accounts, their their team was not good. But I think, I mean, if you just look at the roster, we went into last year knowing that they were going to be, you know, a pretty formidable team. At least they had all the pieces to be. And this offense has no excuse not to be great. Dak, you know, you mentioned $126 million is guaranteed. It is $95 million guaranteed at signing. There is a potential out at the, uh, t- after, the after three years, basically, uh, where they could get out of the contract, save about you know, 30, $35 million, essentially. Uh, so so that's possible. We'll see. Yeah, Dak got exactly what he wanted, it looks like. I mean, he is he's going to, what, average $40 million a year, check. I mean, that's that's right on par with the top quarterbacks. Yep. That is Deshaun Watson money. Dak isn't as good as Deshaun Watson, so he's getting he's getting paid above market value, if you ask me, uh, But which that happens for every quarterback. It happens for most top positions, really, to be honest. They, they, they want to they wanna reset the market or at least be right there with the top guys. That's what Dak is doing. Um, looks like, you know, that he took kind of a team-friendly deal as far as like taking you know 13 million dollars in in 2025 even though he's not even under contract then so just to help out the cap space and stuff this year he's only getting a 22 million dollar hit it really starts to hit the the team and in, uh, in 2023 where it's 44 million against the cap so you know set it up to where where the cowboys can kind of move around a little bit here a lot cheaper than than what yeah, uh, franchising would have been i don't think he broke it off in him by any means no. in a year where the cap was going down 
Dak Prescott is a $22 million quarterback. Yeah. Sign me up for that. I mean, yeah. I think he's very capable of being able to lead the Cowboys offense. Jerry Jones recognized that. Yeah. It, what would they they won four games, three games? Not many. It was horrible. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was horrible. Bad. So I mean, in a you know, in a year where I think the division should be theirs, as we always say, we always say that. It yeah. doesn't always work like that. Maybe they can get it done. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's really interesting because we always talk about like the 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 uh, franchise tag is this like you know scary thing for a quarterback to do. You know, I, I remember when when Kirk Cousins was going through his stuff, it, the franchise tag the was this dangerous thing. Time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was it was this dangerous thing. It's like okay, he needs to perform. He needs to not get hurt and everything. Now, like this Dak Prescott signing kind of makes the franchise tag a lot more enticing. Do I feel like young quarterbacks? Right, yes. right. Like if I'm a young quarterback, if I'm if I'm, uh, you know, pick a name, a young guy is doing pretty good. Uh, you know, uh, we'll go Josh Allen, right? If I'm Josh Allen and I watch this happen and, and you know, the team wants to play a little bit of hardball with me, which mm-hmm. I don't think they would. I think Josh Allen's better than Dak, but uh, for all intents, intents and purposes, go with me on this. If I'm Josh Allen and the t- my team wants to go play hardball with me, I'll, I'll play on the franchise tag, get, you know, top money, top billing. And if I get hurt, it's not going to hurt my contract chances. Because he oh, gets he got this contract after hurting his leg, yeah, right? Exactly. I mean, uh, I, this is it's just interesting to where I mean, Dak had them in a bind. Dak takes the franchise tag, plays on it. The worst possible thing happens: a serious leg injury happens early on. The team sucks, and the team says the next year, "Well, we're going to pay him anyway." You know, so that, it's that's, interesting. That's why I thought in so many other areas, adding the fact that Jerry Jones has been known to be a hardball owner yeah. mentality. You know, uh, seeing all the options with the draft pick, and they. If they were to go move on, there are you know readily available quarterbacks out there. You have Russell, you have Deshaun, you have many different guys already established. Not to mention the rookie class. I, I yeah. think it's a very good rookie quarterback class. Yeah. And the, the deck, I felt like with the injury, lost all leverage. This deal does not say that. Yeah, and and Jerry Jones came out and kind of said, you know, Dak still has all the leverage, and he did. You know, they they weren't going to be able to get. I don't think the the Russell or the Deshaun, especially not Deshaun right now. Sounds like those deals are off. Uh, Russell, you know, it's funny. Uh, two nights ago, I actually had a dream that that uh, Russell it was traded to the Cowboys for yeah. Dak, like straight up. And I was I was like I was convinced that was going to happen, and then obviously <laughs> dead wrong immediately. Um, Your but brain's messing yeah, me. exactly. Uh, but yeah, I, I just think you know I think it was one of those things where you know you're they were in a position to get one of the top two quarterbacks in my personal opinion if you're not going to get Zach Wilson or, or Trevor Lawrence the rest of the guys interesting guys a lot of lot of lots to like a lot about a lot of the guys in this class but I mean they're not sh- as surefire as Dak is yeah, today you know what exactly. I mean uh so so yeah I, I absolutely agree I think we hit that pretty good do you any, anywhere else you want to go with that one no you're good all right so let's go to our franchise tags let me pull it up here um I'm gonna go down the list and we don't need to spend a ton of time on every single player yeah, but exactly. we'll just kind of we'll hit on the the big names uh Chris Godwin was tagged uh, Marcus May, the safety for the Jets that we talked about last week. Uh, Tyler Moten, which was a surprise for the Carolina Panthers, tackle for the Carolina Panthers, tagged. Uh, Allen Robinson tagged. Cam Robinson tagged, the tackle for the Jaguars. Brandon Sheriff tagged for the second time, second year in a row, the guard for Washington football team. Justin Simmons tagged, which you called. Uh, Leonard Williams, D lineman for the Giants, tagged. I would say we both called. We knew that. Yeah, one. yeah. But yeah. Marcus Williams, uh, safety for the Saints, tagged. And uh, Dak Prescott was tagged, but it obviously signed the, signed the deal today, so it doesn't matter. Uh, th- that's the list. What, what immediately jumps out to you? Uh, for me, it's Allen Robinson. Yep. Uh, that's uh, whenever we laid out our wide receivers, <clears throat> he was my number one. Chris yeah. Godwin, of course, I'm, I'm sure you'll, you'll have some things to say about him. Yeah. I'm glad they were able to get that done. But for Allen Robinson, to remove the Chicago Bears off of your Twitter, your Instagram, your every social media that you had, he probably did that almost a year ago now. I remember yep. them talking about it for the past two deadlines. 
hey, when is Allen Robinson going to get moved to a team with a quarterback? PFF is always tweeting out stats about how Allen Robinson has one of the highest uncatchable ball rates out of anyone. Get the man a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. So why, why is he doing this franchise tag unless it makes sense that the Chicago Bears confronted him and said, hey, you know, I, of course I know whenever they franchise tag him, he doesn't have a choice either way. Yeah, exactly. there, there's nothing he can do. But f- to keep Allen Robinson happy because he's he's a, a superstar. Yeah. You know, you want him to be happy. You want to appease him. You want to make sure that he's gonna you're gonna be able to get 100 percent of him. They got to make a move for Russ. That's yeah. the only thing that's making sense in my head. Because if not, you have a disgruntled wide receiver that you're still gonna have to pay. He's not gonna be giving it his all out there. And maybe we're going to be having the same talk around the trade deadline again. Yeah, I, I do think this was a tag and trade situation. I do because I and I, I definitely get the the Russ thing. I don't I don't see Russ getting traded this year. I think I think the I don't I, either. It just doesn't make uh, sense with the Allen Robinson stuff. Yeah, no, I get that. But I, I think the Bears kind of know. No matter who ends up being the quarterback for them next year, you need a top quarter. Need you need a good wide receiver on your team, right? Uh, so I, I think they were in a situation where I, I actually think I, I, I kind of go in a different way with this. I think Allen Robinson doesn't want to be there. I think Allen Robinson wants out of, uh, out of Chicago. Yeah, exactly. And the Bears said, fuck it, we can't afford to lose this guy. Let's tag him at least at the very least, see if we can trade him. And then they'll probably check the open market, see if they can do something like that. And then, you know, I, I believe you can remove your t- franchise tag as long as the player doesn't sign it, which I, I would imagine he's not going to sign right away. I, I see that. I've seen a lot of mocks where um, the Bears are making some kind of fancy moves on draft yeah. night, you know, and moving Allen Robinson around and seeing. Because yeah. I think there are several names that could be moved on this list just because uh, Brandon Sheriff is one. I think Washington realizes the talent and how important mm-hmm. that position is and how good he is to being a consistent all pro uh, guard. And you got to get something out of him because it is just, it's a damn shame if you just let him walk. Yeah. You know? A lot of these guys are going to be on the move. Justin Simmons, I was really uh, happy to see that getting done. Feels like a lot of safeties got tagged, though. Yeah. So we don't Three really get to see the market. Yeah, yeah, we don't get to see the market reset. No, no, thing. not at all. Oh, yeah, it's so yeah. interesting. They're all getting what at what ten ten point five million. It's looking exactly. like that's what about where they're going to get. Uh, I, I saw uh, a few. Uh, I think it was like Quandre Diggs and a few other safeties tweeting out saying that hey, they want these guys to get paid, so the market goes up, so we yeah. actually get tagged again. You know, it resets the whole five exactly. average. Down yeah, that's yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, because all three of these are all three of these guys getting tagged fucked all three of them honestly it, it that's really that's interesting how yeah. that worked no one none of them reset the market yeah exactly and all three of these guys have the you know can reset the market uh chris godwin was the big one for me and, and i do think the bucks did it, did it right i mean like you they they signed levante david you were telling me that i didn't even realize that you were telling me that right before we started two year 25 million perfect deal i mean look because to me levante david was even more important than chris godwin for like the overall importance of your team because chris I, I i think they could have at least they had other weapons at the wide receiver position is what i, all I'm I mean, saying. They, they use scotty Miller. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and again, let me be very clear. I don't want people to hear what I'm not saying. I think Chris Godwin, pound for pound, is more talented right now, at the prime of his career kind of thing, than Levante David. But for positional value and, and the way the, the Bucks, Oh, yeah, it's are, not even close. That, yeah, like, situation. I I, yeah, I don't want that to, whenever I say Scotty Miller. But yeah. schematically, and we saw the way that the Super Bowl was played out, yeah. you know, if you have a megastar go silent in the Super Bowl and then you franchise tag him, they will be okay without him technically, yeah. but they got it done. Hey, they got it done, and superstar talent, in my opinion. Uh, very excited to see. I think this can be the year for all you fantasy guys. We, we're part of that group. We're big fantasy oh, guys. you're back on it? Oh, I'm on it for this year, man. Oh, I you got to lay off, I man. was out this year. I was out I was out this first year, and I was I right know. for the wrong reasons. Like, I really was, because I just didn't think it was going to work with Tom Brady. Dead wrong on that one. But the Chris Godwin thing, he was overdrafted everywhere. I, I'm I'm banking on the, because he's going to kind of be, a, this is going to be a down year for fantasy people. Everyone kind of got burned this past year yeah so they're not gonna they're not gonna he's not gonna be the same value this is the year to go get him i'm telling you man fantasy so hard because i saw something where if you look at their average points uh, picks one through 12 Mm -hmm. on average 
it was like only three of them did what they Dude, were supposed I, yeah, to do. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. It was a huge letdown of a year when it comes to that stuff. And Which, I just think with the Buccaneers, they're so content in running this this run-heavy Deacon Dunk system. Yeah. Godwin put up good numbers, and I believe he was hurt a few weeks yeah. too. So maybe he can get back to that 1,000-yard mark. Yeah. Well, he's, hey, he's what, capable what you just said is exactly what we were preaching all offseason, right? Yes, with, exactly. With like we, we were t- we, all we did was talk about the depth of the wide receiver position. Don't get one of these top guys because you're right. Like you, you, if you swung and missed on the that you know top 12, can't afford it. You can't afford it. So so we we stood out. Both of us, I feel like, had pretty okay fantasy years. I missed on a couple of my hits, but I, I hit on a couple of my wide receivers yeah. too. But it's it's interesting. I mean, you know, that injuries derailed I, me. I nailed oh yeah, exactly. I nailed all my stuff. But other than that, <laughs> came, yeah, yeah, your injuries kind of screwed you over. You had the second pick everywhere, and you took you took the same guy in all the spots. Saquon, Saquon. <laughs> Um, all right, so another one that I think is very interesting, Leonard Williams. This feels like a very uh, earnest uh, signing. I, I believe the Giants really do want to make a deal with Leonard Williams to keep him long term. Uh, really, I mean, you look at the Giants. You know, they they got the kid out of Georgia, who's who I think I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Kind of a a uh, a tweener between D tackle and and uh, DN. Very interesting player that that you know has some has some talent. He he. Sh- pops a little bit on film other than that their d-line needs work and i, and I think Leonard williams is going to have to be the he, he is going to be the guy in the middle He's the of that focal point yeah. of that entire defense for now, right now yeah. depending on what they're able to do yeah. and i'm going to come clean we're going to be talking about this well later on in the year go, uh, getting prepped for the next season i'm going to be big on the new york giants i really like the culture that joe judge brought to the table i really yeah. like seeing how the players bought into it on mm-hmm. a i mean a lackluster roster, yeah. honestly. That's what it was. And they, time and time again, were competing. They had several games that they mm-hmm. lost by three, seven-ish points. You know, and you that's, think, that's, just think, a, that's a dogfight roster. Once they actually get their guys, and if they can re-up and really hit in this draft, maybe. It, it felt they had a similar energy to the Dolphins last year. Exactly. Yeah. Games where y'all, on yeah. paper, were supposed to just be demolished. Y'all fought. You showed up. Yeah. You could tell that the right things were happening. Yeah, the talent wasn't there yet, but it was happen. working. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think I think you're, it would not shock me at all if they end up getting. They're going to be one of my wins. Yeah, kind of like I guess how people were saying last year, Broncos mm-hmm. kind of vibe. You know, kind of up and coming teams yeah. supposed to be ready. Yeah, no, I, not I definitely playoffs, get that. But just getting better. Yeah, it should in that division. You never know. I mean, they could win the division. <laughs> Shit. Well, I mean, this it, past year they were at the playoffs. Yeah, almost. exactly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, I I agree. Do you, are, let me. This is way off topic, yeah, but yeah, do you? Do you believe in their quarterback? Do you believe in Daniel Jones? I think Daniel Jones is a good quarterback. Okay, middle of the road. Serv- yeah, he's serviceable. He can he can win games. He can take the Giants to the yeah. playoffs. I think he gets a lot more hate than what he's due. Yeah, I, 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 that's that's for damn certain. It, it sucks because it, it's it's funny how, especially like over the past couple of years, we've yeah. been really studying because we do this podcast, so we're paying a little bit more attention lately. And it's like the narrative is so interesting because it's like Daniel Jones was not a guy that anybody thought was going to drafted in the top ten. So when he gets drafted in the top ten, everybody hates it, right? Yes. It, it had nothing to do with his talent. Had nothing to do with anything like that. It was just the narrative of the draft season was not that of Daniel Jones is good. So when Daniel Jones get drafted, the narrative becomes. Whoa! The Giants made a made a terrible pick, and then Daniel Jones is if, if all he could do was either light up the world or suck. Well, yeah, he could only there, be a superstar. No way he could arise to that six overall number two quarterback taking yeah. that draft. What, what can he do? Yeah, exactly. So, and you know, I I. I 
I feel for him. I do because I, I agree. He is a serviceable quarterback. It feels like he's gotten better every year in the exactly. league. Uh, you know, there's, so there's we'll some see. turnover trouble. I don't think he has a lot going for him. There yeah. are upgrades that could be and made in this draft. The the phantom the phantom trip and the but what <laughs> that, he gets that hurt him. Is that that he, hurt him. He set the quarterback <laughs> speed record until Lamar beat it in the playoffs at some point. But yeah, but is that not impressive? It, it I, was. I think it was because he was falling forward. Listen, I I get it, but you know you know that hurt him. And again, I'm talking narrative wise. <laughs> the narrative of the Daniel Jones. That play hurt him. Just tripping. Imagine over breaking a seventy-yard run, and then you just get memed up for looking goofy. Ten, ten yards away from the end That's zone. That's not fair. Don't do my boy. I, like I that. get it. I'm not. I'm not doing anything. Um, all right. So those are the names. Anywhere else you want to go with that? Uh, Marcus Williams, surprising. Marcus I didn't think. Williams. I didn't think they needed to do that necessarily. I mean, he's a, he's a good safety, but the Saints are in money hell. Yeah. So when I'm drawing the line on certain guys that I'm going to have to pay keep later on, I let safety walk. Yeah, especially now this could have been because I believe he was the third safety. Yeah, I'm 100 percent sure he was yeah. the third safety that was tagged. This could have been a situation where the, the Saints are looking two steps ahead and said, shit, there's no there's going to be no good safeties on the market. Let's tag him and see if we can get some value for him right real quick. Yeah, that, team that maybe wants true. a safety like that wouldn't shock me if they were doing that. Marcus Marcus Williams, by the way, is the is the guy who uh, who tackled his own teammate in the in the playoffs and yeah. sent the Vikings to the next round of the playoffs. Uh, in that you know miraculous uh, miracle in Minneapolis, whatever Minneapolis they call it, uh, yeah, the safety center. Uh, he's a good player. He really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so guys that weren't tagged that that they're going to go under the open market as of now, unless a deal gets done in the in the eleventh hour kind of thing. Uh, Aaron Jones, running back for the Packers. I have been saying this for a couple weeks now. Let Aaron Jones walk. Let somebody else pay him. You don't pay running backs, especially when you drafted one in the second round last year who looked pretty good down the stretch. I'm not saying I'm not saying he's Aaron Jones, but he looked pretty good. Aaron Jones was a fifth round pick you got all the value you could out of him don't pay him 15 million a year i i'm so, and i i know that's callous i hate saying that but it is what it is kenny galladay another name i i think he's gonna he's gonna set the market the wide receiver position he's gonna get paid this is a really 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 good player uh and and i think detroit wanted to make a deal with him but i again this is one i think we both called what what do you do you're you're a team that that has really nothing go for you yeah. you pay the kenny galladay just to sit on a bad team well and he, he is older uh, yeah not, not old old but you know this if you were to sign him for a three to four year deal, that's all he's got. Are you going to be competitive in that three to four years? No, I don't plan on it. No. So this is why? rebuild time. Why, Exa- well, yeah, exactly. Why? why, yeah. why I agree. Why? And, and all I can do is hope he goes and Kenny Galladay's goes to a good team and gets to perform and, and be as good as I think he's been for a long time. Yeah. Uh, Chris Carson, another running back, uh, not nearly as good as Aaron Jones, has had a lot more injury issues. Uh, surprised he hasn't signed with with Seattle. Feels like Seattle would make some kind of deal with him. Uh, but again, I think he's going to be he'll he'll be an interesting. It'll be interesting to see where he goes. Doesn't really matter. My opinion. Uh, Shaquille Griffin. That was one that I thought. Seattle I thought this was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, I thought this was going to happen. Uh, I'm not sitting here saying he's awesome. I think he's a really, really good number two corner in the league, and he's been playing as the number one for Seattle. So it kind of makes sense why Seattle fans specifically probably don't like him. But overall, he's still a good player as long as he gets paid at the right price point and is not paid like a number one corner. I think everyone's going to be pretty happy. May, with and that maybe one. that's why Seattle had to part ways because yeah. because Shaquille Griffin and his agent are going, "Hey, I'm out here playing against the ones, you know, and I'm putting up." average numbers there there are times where he has good weeks times where he doesn't yeah but it's like well you're really a two like you really kind of want you to be that two nickel kind of role but yes you know yeah that's what it is they're just they're just hurting so much in that secondary yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what the – man, Seahawks are in a lot of trouble, man. I'll, I'll sound like it's a hater, too. I'll say it. I don't think the Jamal thing really panned out the way that we thought. It, he he got hurt. He, he – I, I will – I'm, I'm going to give him – I'm going to give him the out for this year because you're right, it didn't work out in year one. It looked really good those first couple weeks, and then he was just 
injury after injury after injury. I, I mean, you never seen anybody just get m- these minor injuries out for two weeks back. Oh shit, he's he's he missed the second well, half. He got you know hurt he's again. Still playing hurt. Like I'm, yeah. I'm not denying the talent. It's yeah. just when you make that move. I remember the way, that, the way that we were talking about it. I was like. That should re-up that defense. I thought it was they a missing piece. They should be good now. Yeah. They got Bobby Wagner, who's still killing it, always will be. Yeah. And then they added Jamal. Get up, get that defensive line with a Carlos Dunlap, who they now released as well. Yeah. I thought that they were kind of getting their own little thing going, but yeah. their defense got some more. Yeah, I completely agree. That's, uh, it was it was something that, I, I'll speak for myself, certainly thought it was a missing piece. Yeah. It didn't end up being that. And these last two tight ends, uh, Hunter Henry from the Chargers and then Johnny Smith from the Titans, neither of these guys were signed. Looks like both of them are going to free agency. Be an interesting market for these guys. I'm not sure what, what they'll be, you know, getting on the open market. I, I just, I don't know what to expect from these two. Yeah, like, so what's, what's the market sitting? it right now for tight end did did kelsey re-up it at like i'll look it up while you're talking one second yeah well i'm trying to think because i mean Gianu is a good weapon he is i would say he is the more enticing one out of a hunter henry uh Gianu, just because hunter henry's injuries recently mm-hmm. and you know seeing him out there and honestly i thought hunter henry should have stayed at the chargers i, I like the infrastructure that they had i like the the funnel targets that he was going to be able to get but I just don't know where he's going to be. And Hunter Henry currently sits at uh, yeah, three. I didn't three. realize that. Yeah. So, so they're, they're moving on from Hunter Henry. He was, he was averaging 10, 10.6 million this past year. Uh, obviously undrafted free agent, uh, George Kittle and Travis Kelsey, uh, control the market, 15 million, 14 million. Uh, you got Gronk making 9 million a year, but that's kind of that veteran, you know, type of thing. Austin Hooperg making 10.5. He signed last year. Zach Ertz making way too much at, at, at 8.5. He's either going to get cut or get traded. Soon. Yeah. One or the other, uh, Jimmy Graham, making way too much at eight Darren Waller making way He's too little at, at 7.4 man he just signed he is he is such a value for the Raiders look at that he, he is not a free agent He's until 2024 Wow. Only 60 million props, guaranteed. Props to them, bro. Wow. Yeah, he's going to be holding out the, very soon. I wouldn't shock me if he, held, if he held out this year. He deserves more than 7.4. Yeah. He's a big receiver. He's, he's playing tight end, but he's he a big receiver. He's led them in receiving yeah. the past two seasons, I think. Yeah, so yeah. look, I mean, you talk about you talked about the market. I think he falls right in with Tyler Higby, Jack Doyle, Cameron Bray, all making 6 to $7 million. Yeah. I, I think they. I think he should make more than that, so maybe the market is $8 million for these I think, two. I think he is a good tight end. I do think that the tight end position is – position is becoming so interchangeable though when it comes to you you have the elite elites you yeah. know I, I that's Kittle Kelsey Waller mm-hmm. anyone else I, I think you can get near the surface Mark Andrews is a really good tight end too yeah I don't think he gets enough credit sometimes TJ Hawkinson another guy you hit on I, I like very Hawkinson good a lot, yeah but there's other guys that you can kind of move to in the draft big body six foot five you know kind of guys that if you need to fill that role who would you rather have Hunter Henry or Giannu I'd rather have Hunter Henry, but I, I do think both are really good. Uh, I, I think I'd rather have Hunter Henry. I, I don't know. That's tough because Hunter Henry has all the injury issues. He, he's 27, but it feels like he's been in the league for, for 20 years. And it's just like, like he feels like he's been there forever, just it, constantly it really hurt, right? Yes. I, I don't know why. I feel like I've heard his name for years now. Uh, Gianna Smith, I don't even see him on this list. Oh, he's uh, he, he, he's a bare minimum guy. He, yeah, he's he got to so be. Cheap, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I... I I think Hunter Henry has the higher upside, but I, I wouldn't argue with either either side of that take. I agree honest. with that because we yeah. have seen what Henry can become. Yeah. We've only heard what Giannu should have been doing. Yeah. Since the Delaney injury and all that stuff. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely agree. I'm just looking for Giannis Smith. Wow, yeah, he's bargain bin, bargain bin. He's making a little under eight, 800000 a year. Yeah. All right, so, yeah, that, that's a good list, everybody. I don't think there's anywhere else to go with that. Let's transition to a couple guys that are cap casualties really, really quick, and then we'll we'll move on to our running backs. Alex Smith got cut. Mm-hmm. And we didn't talk about that last week, did we? No, no, we didn't. I couldn't remember when it happened, I'll be honest. Uh, Alex Smith got cut. Makes sense. You know, I obviously comeback player of the year. 
I, I've been watching a couple of videos on YouTube of him and it's like, he's, he's the coolest dude. I'm so happy for him. Yeah. just as a person to finally get to this point, I hope he, I, I, I hope to see him be like that Ryan Fitzpatrick role. Obviously I think he has more, you know, genuine talent, obviously being the number one pick at one point. Uh, but I, I would love to see him have that Alex Smith role, go be a backup or Alex Smith, <laughs> that, uh, that, that role where he's a backup somewhere and helping out these young it's, guys. It's Jacksonville. Jack- it's gotta be Jacksonville. Makes I a would, lot of sense. I would say return to Kansas city just in the case that something yeah. happens for a few weeks. Cause we have seen Mahomes get banged up in yeah. the past few years, you know, where they've needed those backups to come in. Guarantee you they would take them too. It's, oh, yeah. exactly. And I, I think it. it'd be a good story. It's a business at the end of the day. You know, Alex yeah. Smith understands that it's sad that Washington was able to cut him like they, you know, like, but they, they kind of had to. Yeah, it, it is what They're it is. Moving in a different he was direction. getting paid way too. He, he, he got a pretty good contract when he signed there, played for half a season like and gets hurt. Million or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it is what it is. Uh, Adam Humphreys, which we called, I'll, I'll point that out on our, yes. our I, I put that, that in there. Uh, d- d- who else? Deshaun Jackson got cut by the Golden Eagles. Tate, we mentioned Golden Tate, we mentioned him again. Um, no other, or Kyle oh, Rudolph. No. Kyle Rudolph was a big name. We mentioned uh, Kyle Van Noy last week, so we don't have to talk about him. Were you surprised by Kyle Rudolph at all or no? Uh, no, no, just because I had heard the reports come out that he was unwilling to give up some of his money and, you know, work on that restructure. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's unfortunate. I mentioned it just briefly before in Anthony Barr and Kyle Rudolph, you know, you agreed to come back to what would be a Super Bowl contender Vikings team mm-hmm. and what I, whenever they signed at the time, yeah. which should have been that, that it, yeah. it should have been, yeah. ended up not being, I see it from the business standpoint. I see it from the player standpoint of you said you were going to pay me this. What you know now? Now I'm just supposed to give up my money while the quarterback makes all the bets in the no. world. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, that's yeah. where it's at. But when you look at it, we have the tight end checked. Yeah. Irv Smith is a phenomenal talent, mm-hmm. and I think we're going to be good. Yeah, it'll be fine there. Uh, uh, Desmond Trufant. I was exactly where I was going. With that yes. yeah, D- Desmond Trufant from the Lions. They've gotten rid of all their corners. Now they just have the guy they drafted last year who underperformed. We'll see what happens this year. Hopefully really he can did. he can improve. Um, AJ Bouye, an older corner that used to be really good with the Jacks for a couple years there from uh, Denver. He he got. His, uh, his free agent contract it wasn't a huge contract. We got a little bit of one, and then obviously uh, is now cut. So that, that's that is what it is. Quan Short uh, is a name that you know used to be. I feel like a big name, kind of a big name. Uh, got cut by the Panthers. They're, they're so loaded on that defensive front, though, with the way. That Not worried about it anymore, they, are we? They nailed it with Derek Brown. Yep. And they nailed it with Brian Burns. Two first round picks in a row. They have they have hit on the D line. Yeah, that D line's looking good. Uh, Houston Texans. They they cut Nick Martin. That's uh, that that's a good a good center for them. And I'm kind of surprised they cut him. Obviously, Duke Johnson. We knew was going to happen, and uh, we know JJ Watt. But that's that's old news. Yeah, I think that that's it. Uh, I think more to come. I really do. I just I think as we get through this, teams are have kind of made the big cuts. But there's going to be I, I I would expect at least one more surprising name. I'll put that out there. Yeah, be I, I'll bet there. Is I bet there's some player that's trying to restructure, trying to restructure, and then you know the team just decides the last second, fuck it, we got to cut you and and, uh, and move on. I, I, I would not surprise me if that happened. Let's move on to our content. Oh, yeah, here. Hang on, I got oh, one yeah, last yeah. thing though. Uh, the Raiders are shopping Orlando Brown. Do you have any thoughts on that? Oh, uh, didn't right. he? Did he? I thought he went to the Patriots actually. Oh, it's a done. It, so that happened. I, officially. Yeah, I think that did happen uh, officially. Heard, that's a heard, good point. I heard about them shopping that and. Yeah. That the the Patriots were looking at uh, yeah, wiring him. So I if completely that is official, forgot about that. That is a nail for the Patriots. It's yeah, really huge good. one. Yeah, really good. And uh, yeah, so that's that's a really good one. That's probably why they didn't tag Thuney, uh, exactly who was right. yeah, who's the tackle we were talking about. Them they might want to tag. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, he keep, Orlando's happy just because he keeps his contract. Oh, of course. And I don't think it was. I don't think the trade was for much. I think it was just you know, hey, take this take this uh, money yeah. off our hands. Uh, as far as the Raiders are looking, yeah. I, I the reason I completely forgot about that, but I was looking at an article last night talking about uh, the Raiders for. 
first year with Mayock and Cruden, how bad it went, right? Like they every move they made, it was that was the Antonio Brown offseason. There's Orlando people Brown right now. Dude, a, look a lot good. of guys are missing. They didn't. They didn't pan yeah. out. Yeah, dude. I, I want Mark. I want uh, Mayock to work out because it's like my my dream of dreams in like 20, 30, 40 years is is to be in a situation where you could go from TV to that's, that's what I'm right. Saying, like that's, that's the ultimate if, dream. <laughs> if he gets, then it's this segue yeah. kind of dream. Because other than that, there's no other realistic way. You know, it, ever. not for us. Yeah, but, but <laughs> technically, if he hits, and then you know, give it to Matt Miller, give it to like a Chris. All the other guys eventually get there. I think Chris Sims is going to get it too at one point. I do. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I. I it's interesting. I hope Mark McMahon hits. But Chris Sims has been putting out some wild stuff, though, bro. bro. I know we have to give him his due, and that's fine. Listen, I listen. Kellen I, Mond is not the number four quarterback in this class. So I get why he said it. And then don't, no, 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 no. Not, not talent wise. I didn't watch that. I have not watched Kellen Mond yet. I'm not talking about Kellen Mond, the player. I'm saying I think he did this because he is, he, I, I've listened to, to Sims for a long time, right? Yeah. Uh, before I ever even was interested in doing this kind of stuff for, for Between the Pilots or anything. Uh, Sims has always complained about how he missed on Dak Prescott, and I think he sees Dak Prescott and, and Kellen Mond. He's mentioned that, so I think he's overcorrecting on a mistake he made with with uh, Dak Prescott. I, I get that. That's my that's maybe, my take. Maybe so. Yeah, Kellen Mond has has the numbers. He has the stuff. I think he has he has potential. I just I didn't like how he said that consistency was the thing that brought him to Kellen Mond and the thing that stands out. I feel it was inconsistency at Texas A and M that always held them back into this above average mediocre state where one one you know yeah. One week he'll throw for 350, go 26 of 32, and then the next he'll throw for 180 and have three picks. So it was just a weird way that it was worded for me. I'm because sure. I, I'll be honest, I watch a lot of SEC football, and yeah. I've seen a lot of Kellen Mond because I remember the year that Joe Burrow exploded. We were doing our SEC breakdown, yeah. and my dumbass said it would be Kellen Mond's year. Yeah, hey, that's look, what my dumbass said. For the past four years, I've thought Kellen Mond was exactly. The I really have. So I've always thought I've always thought he has potential. Just watching him, uh, so I, I even remember I haven't I never I haven't watched him yet, and I will now because Chris Sims said that. To of be course. totally honest, he put him on my radar. I'll be one hundred percent honest about that. But like I, I remember saying before I even got into it, it was like Kellen Mond's a name I want to look at. You know, like like just uh, offhanded, like maybe he'll be an interesting seventh round pick. Did not think for a second anybody Chris would be Sims, talking he, about like this. Chris Sims does have the. He's hit. He has hit a lot, bro. Uh, That's. I'm surprised you're talking about that. (laughs) What about his number one? I mean, it's bold. It's bold as hell. It's. I I think it's. I think it's too bold. I think. I don't get it, but I I mean, I get it. In the in the Zach Wilson. Oh yeah, we haven't said it. It's Zach Wilson. I get it in say in seeing the ways that off balance throws, seeing the flare, seeing the pop. Yeah. It makes you think of a Russell Wilson, Pat Mahomes, and I saw another thing that Zach Wilson and his agent are shocked to see some of these rave reviews coming in on these comparisons about that. So. You know, that's what he's getting calm to right now. Yeah. I just don't get how the guy that we have been under a lens since he won, even before he won the, the national it's championship, is a freshman. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I, I will say this, and I, I will probably say way before I ever heard Zach Wilson's thing, or excuse me, way before I ever heard Chris Sims talk about any of his quarterbacks. Yes. I'd, I've always been saying that Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence are in a tier by themselves. Right and and then it's everybody else. Then you can kind of go can, down the line. I can definitely give I you that. One hundred percent believe that. I I always had you know obviously would never even consider not putting uh, Trevor Lawrence at number one and Zach Wilson at number two in that order. But you know hey. Z- Chris Sims calls a shot, man. He doesn't care what people say. So it, and the thing is, anybody who's online giving him shit, 
Like, dude, he's been he's he called oh, he Patrick Mahomes. Care, yeah. He called Josh Allen. He nailed exactly. Tua sucking. Like he he has nailed it. He called Herbert last he, year. He did call he's Herbert. hit it when every a lot of people single, left Herbert out the drive. Bro, I, I I was too scared. I remember because I, I I came into the 2020 season thinking Herbert was going to be awesome. Yeah. We go to the uh, the Oregon game. And it's like the entire scheme. It seemed like was built around not letting Herbert throw the ball down the field. Literally. So exactly it's like that. so I got scared. I was like, okay, if the if the offense doesn't believe in him, I'm not going to sit here and think he's going to yeah. be number one. So you know. Sims is I, I get better at this shit than most I just, people. You know, Trevor Lawrence is the surefire. Yeah, he's player. number one. And, and Sims, one. Sims mentioned that too. Yeah, he did say the, that Trevor Lawrence will go number one. Yeah, but his quarterback is a Zach Wilson for number one. Yeah, exactly. Teach it, their own. Fair enough. Uh, all right. And again, he's he constantly said, "Look, this isn't a hate on Trevor Lawrence. This is a love for Zach Wilson." Yeah. Thing. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> We're not even talking quarterbacks this week. We're talking <laughs> running backs. All right. Uh, let's do our top top. Uh, let's go. Let's go four. You gotta go four three two one. Four, let's go four yeah. three two one because I mean, people are gonna kind of figure it out pretty quickly. Uh, but my number four is running back out of Memphis, Kenneth Gainwell. All right, look, yes. so so let's talk in Gainwell for a little bit. And by the way, all four of these names I've already done a draft profile on. So if you are interested, go to Between the Pylons on YouTube. Uh, check out the, uh, the if you're already on it, just go to this channel. But if you're watching on the Underdog Podcast Network, uh, go to Between the Pylons. Check out uh, any of those draft profiles. You will you can hear like more detailed thoughts on all these guys. Uh, but just off the top of my head, uh, Kenneth Gainwell is, he. Look, this is the guy that kept, uh, kept Antonio Gibson on the sidelines last year. We all saw how good Antonio Gibson was. This dude runs like he's shot out of a cannon. He does. He, he's uh, very low center of gravity kind of looks like a Clyde. He, he's a Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I would say he's a little bit worse as far as like a prospect, but I was very high on Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I'm very high on Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, I, they, they have a similar style, just low center of gravity, thick lower body, just runs through people. Very good. Uh, very good uh, side to side uh, agility. Yeah. All of those things. He's used as a wide receiver a whole lot in that offense and is very good pass catcher. Uh, look, this is your modern running back in the NFL. Speed guy, explosive dude who can do a lot of things with the ball in his hands. You gotta love it. Fantastic hands out of the backfield. Yeah. His versatility all across is the the ideal running back that I would look for. Um, I don't think he should be used in a three down a one two three roll. I think he should be used as fresh legs. He should come in and that explosiveness will pop as a result of that. Mm-hmm. He has a great story too. I, I wouldn't say a, a great. Oh, I don't even know a story. An inspiring story. He Let's sat hear. out this year. He lost four members of co- due to COVID. Mm-hmm. Four members of his family. I didn't know that because of COVID. So. Wow. You know, it is it is not a good story. It is an inspiring story. It is a humbling story. It makes you want to root for the guy. And I think he is going to land on a day two team, maybe a late day two pick out of that. Yeah. And I would really like to see him do some good things. Yeah, so this is, uh, I would say... It's weird because I would have all these running backs as second round picks just because my first round running back is someone's going in the first. He's he's got for me a a first round running back is god tier and I I just don't I I have them all as second round picks but that's just draft value too so take that into account put him as a third rounder but I I think he probably should go in the second round I think uh, back into the second round beginning of third round somewhere in that ballpark that's where he could go yeah at that point you could just name teams there's a lot of teams I'd like to see him the Bills would be awesome he would be an instant upgrade there Uh, and if the Bills could just upgrade their their running scheme little bit at a, at a little bit more variation it could be dangerous all right uh moving on my number three and i will say there's a tier jump here all right kenneth gamewell is a really good running back he's in a tier by himself javante williams 
I, I'm officially saying he is in the tier one of running Thank backs. You. There's yes. three guys Lump in this in tier there. one. I, I I know that a lot of people might disagree with that. Javante Williams is an absolute dude out of UNC. Uh, look, downhill runner, runs with good power, is has good lateral quickness and agility. Uh, he He's a true lead back. He is. He's a true three down back in the NFL. Can catch out of the backfield pretty well. I'm not going to sit here and say he, it's amazing, uh, but but he's very, he very good. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, uh He's just so much fun to watch, man. I mean, you know, I think he's one of those guys that's like, he is just, if he had just a little bit more burst, I would be calling him the number one running back, right? Like, that's the only thing keeping him out of that, that like, like literally just all the way at the very top, right? That's the only thing. He's still so, so good. Uh, you know, very, very impressive runner. Everything to like about him. What do you, what do you have on him? Uh, I think I think he is great. I mean, to be able to come into UNC and Michael Carter had an established carved out role, yeah. and to be able to take it over like he did in Javante Williams, it, it says a lot. The there is a gap in between yeah. where I have an Etienne and Najee in my head, but it's not enough to do a one two three kind of thing, like a tier one tier two thing. He is in the tier one. I think he's at the the bottom of tier one, but. He is still a, a fantastic talent. Yeah. I think he is a guy who can be a true workhorse back. I yeah. think he does better in that role, too, yeah. in saying that. Be prepared. I think this is a spitting image to the class where we saw DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, and then in this it's Etienne Najee, mm -hmm. and you had a CEH come up, get taken in that last pick. Mm -hmm. You have a Javante who could be the guy yeah. taken. All it takes is one team at the back end of the first round because I don't see any running back going early first in this. Yeah. All it takes is one team saying that's the guy that we want, yeah. and he has the things that you could want. Yeah, and as far as like a, a comp, like this I is want me. this guy at Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, he'd be a really good one as well. Uh, I, a comp, I would say, you know, Melvin Gordon maybe I think is a is a pretty good comp for him. I, maybe Melvin Gordon's probably a little bit better pass catcher than, than Javante, but I mean, honestly, we, maybe not. Maybe that's just the scheme that Gordon was in that made him uh, utilized there. I don't know, but yeah, I, I think I, he's just he's a good he's a dude. I absolutely agree with you. At number two. All right, and this is where some people are going to disagree with this. Totally fine. We, I, we are on the favorite side. I though. don't. Majority. Yeah, oh, really? See, I've heard a lot of people on the opposite side of this, okay. but either way, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to argue with anybody who wants to flip this. For me, Najee Harris comes in at number two. All right, Najee Harris is an awesome, awesome player. We we all know the positives, right? Like he's a slightly smaller Derrick Henry, but he runs like Derrick Henry. Uh, he he's a little bit quicker, I would say. You know, lateral quickness than Derrick Henry, um, which you know th that's not Derrick Henry's game. I'm not taking anything away from Derrick Henry. But but like he's just a wrecking ball, big dude, fast. I mean, has exact exact same kind of style as far as like he has the long speed. He can break off the 50, 60 yard runs like it's nothing. My only issue with him, and this is this is something that kind of bothered me throughout watching it, and this is a nitpick, all right? So don't don't blow this out of proportion for anybody watching. The only issue that I found with him is he has a little he's a little bit too slow right off the jump. His burst isn't quite there for me, all right. The short area quickness, his his lateral like like jump cuts, amazing. No problem with that. I'm talking the outside run where he needs to he needs to hit that outside that run. Yeah, exactly. That that he needs to get off tackle and, and just go. That's not really what Alabama had him do. They masked it very, very well. That is what he's going to struggle with. That is where he is slightly scheme dependent in that way where like I wouldn't want him you know on the 49ers or anything again you know 49ers would never touch Najee this this run style just isn't what yeah. they would do but that's all I'm saying is like you know that that ex, the extra bit of speed on the outside isn't there hey that is not a negative overall 
put him on Atlanta. Let let Arthur Smith uh, take a hold of him. I that's my dream spot and for that, him. And that's where I think he's going. Yeah, be. exactly. Go let him go to Atlanta. Let Atlanta trade up in the first round. I don't care. Get Najee Harris and run him exactly the way they ran uh, Derrick Henry. We got two Derrick Henrys in the league, guys. Guys, that's that's you know two's better than one. Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to comp him to Derrick Henry, but even when it comes to that outside speed explosiveness, let's be honest. Derrick Henry hasn't wasn't lighting the league on fire in the no. beginning. No, he it wasn't. Slow at times. Yeah. He looked slow primarily on the outside runs whenever it came to. You know, he, he was relying too much on his body instead of really get going and then have to deal with whatever you, you mm-hmm. know, run into getting there. But for me, uh, Najee's improvement has been incredible going from his junior year, some of the things that I saw, yeah. to where he was able to develop his running game and really close the gap with the pass catching. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's done a really good job at that with his open field quickness has been fantastic and his mm-hmm. lateral quickness. I've seen him do things this year that I never thought he was capable of last year. Yeah. And I liked him a lot last year. That's what closed the gap between him and uh, Etienne for me. But Etienne has been doing it since he showed up at Clemson. Yeah. And I think that is the way the league is. You you put Etienne in almost any backfield, I could see it working just because of the way that you could use him. Yeah. Najee... I just like you said, 49ers, There, there's certain teams that I think isn't as appealing yeah. just because exactly. of the skill set. The, the teams that just want a shot out of a cannon speedster and aren't really worried about anything else. That's not what Najee is. Exactly. Uh, and like I think you 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 hit the nail on the head with with his improvement. I, I mentioned especially pass catching. It's, it's crazy because I look at my pass catching notes. Uh, he caught the ball with his body a lot versus Ole Miss, which was he I believe like right in the bread. Yeah, yeah. It was it was yeah. one of it was either his first or second game of the season. And then the other games that I watched were which were later on in the 2020 season. It was like you know caught with his hands a lot better. Everything looked really good. So like every negative play for pass catching was all like that first game that I watched. And then after that, everything was positive. And it's like okay, well he improved. Fuck it, I'm good. He did. <laughs> like that's all I need. Vastly. Yeah, yeah. That's, so I, I absolutely agree. And uh, yeah, we know who it is. Trevor Travis Edian out of Clemson. This is a dude who, like, he, he should have come out last year. He should have. And, and I'm not saying this for for any like, you know, I, yeah, I every everybody gets to make their own decisions. I, I'm saying yeah. I'm saying this in, in the sense that you know I, I think running the running back lifespan isn't that long. Oh, okay. And I think Travis Edian used uh, one of he his chopped off a year. One of his prime years in college, or really one of his extra prime years in college. So that. so that. I'm a little disappointed, but I just want extra years of not, uh, of Travis Edian in the NFL because I think he's really good. This is an instinctual runner, good vision, balance, quickness, all check, check, check. Uh, incredibly slippery in the open field. I mean, uh, to me, he's he's Alvin Kamara but bigger. I mean, that that's that's his comp. I really believe that. Uh, can can play in pretty much any scheme. In my personal opinion, I have heard people say that he's scheme dependent. I don't get that. I, I don't see the scheme dependent thing. I, I I think obviously there's perfect schemes for him. Like yeah, I don't. I you mean, you put him on the 49ers, he's going to be fucking amazing. Yeah. But, like, I think he could go pretty much anywhere and be be really good. I've heard I mean, some don't, people... Don't make him run it straight out of I-form power and shit. Like yeah. That's, <laughs> you know, you're not going to make a fish climb a tree, though, at the end of the... Because at yeah. that rate, everyone, to an extent, is a scheme-dependent... Yeah, guy there the there were there were a couple plays here and there where I had some issues with his vision, and I think other people have, have pointed those on on Twitter that I've seen. Maybe this is just my yeah. own little bubble bubble of Twitter that I've seen, uh, but it's it's few and far between for me overall. I think he has good enough vision to play in the NFL. I, I think you know, look, I want this dude to be. I want him to go to a team that's going to give him twenty touches a game. I think he's a playmaker. I think he's a difference maker. Uh, I'm worried about his back. This is a weird one. This is so off topic, but uh, he spins into contact so much because he, he makes this move. He and literally. 
as he's man. as he's about to get tackled, he'll do this yeah. and get hit in the back. I'm like, God, my, my family has a bunch of back problems, so I, every time I, every time I see that, I'm like, Oh God, no, no. Well, you, can, you can do that in college too. The, the boys hit different at the NFL level. Man. Learning. Uh, I want to see the Jets. I want to see the Jets trade that. This that. is just this is just what I want to do as a GM. Jet, yes, uh. Jets get Zach Wilson at two. Don't overthink anything here. Get your quarterback, and then you trade down with the Jamal pick, kind of like similar to how the Vikings were able to trade down and grab the corner later because they still are going to get their guy, and then draft the Travis Etienne at like 26, 27, 28-ish. Don't do it to me, bro. That's how you build Don't a team. Do it. Look, I completely agree. He, I, he, I, is, I, he is worthy of a first, I, a late first round. I, I do agree, yes. 100% agree. I don't think a running back goes in the first round this year, but we'll see. Um, I, I'm truly just saying that just for everybody who, who doesn't know. I'm saying that because I'm a Dolphins fan, and I already know that the Jets are going to get Zach Wilson at number two, and that hurts my heart, like to my core, that hurts my heart. And and then they're going to get my favorite uh, running back in this class. That would hurt even more. Don't do that to me. There as a are Dolphins so fan. many fun things the Jets can do, though. They have uh, the hey. money, they have the coach, they have the culture <laughs> coming in now. Give me Zach Wilson, give me my fucking Travis Etienne, and mm. then next thing you know, I'm going to ship out someone and bring in Odell. Listen, you, you want listen. Run it. <laughs> you're not respecting me. Every time My I try to do, hit too. Every time I try and play this game with the Packers, you get mad. And you're not. I you're, do. I fucking hate it. <laughs> you're trying to play this game with my, my give it, enemy. Give it that one is a always perennial contender Super Bowl threat. I'm I'm saying I wish the New York Jets would be good. There's a whole fan base that feels the same way. The Packers are good. I don't need them getting better. Mm-hmm. I get it. I, I, and listen, I absolutely agree. I, I was I was editing my, well, it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, look, I absolutely agree. I think he's he's a stud. I, I really do. So you do think a running back goes in the first round? I do. Okay. I, 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 you want to make a shot bet on that? Yeah. Really early on shot bet? Let's write it down. I, I don't That's think fine. a running back goes in the first round. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, all right. So let's move on. Those are my top four. And guys, I wanna, I'm want i going to pull up my running back rankings really, really quick just to kind of give you an example of how much of a drop off after uh, Kenneth Gainwell is. And and I don't have it right here. Let me pull it up really, really quick. It's pulling up. I'm sorry, guys. This is dead air. This is this is fun to watch right here. This is awesome. I love dead air. Uh, dead air. So I get to stare at the camera. Right. <laughs> uh, look. So there's a lot of there's a lot of bigger there's a lot of names out there, right? I can so, name some of mine. Yeah. Give, give me some of your names. Yeah. Chubba. Chubba Hubba. Chubba Hubba is number six for me okay. on my one through ten, and that puts him at a day an early day three pick. Okay. I think he has potential. I. I owed it to myself, though, to go back and watch because I, fi- I figured out where the problem was. 2019, he is off the charts statistically. Mm-hmm. I think it is all production-based, though. And yeah. that's that's sad to say because I, I watched uh, some of the ways that he got his yards, some of the ways that they were scripted and kind of gifted to him. Mm-hmm. He he struggles to make his own way. His athleticism doesn't pop off the page. Yeah, you know he is, he is a good running back. I think he could fit into a system and be well if you put him in that. I would like to see him go to Seattle. I think a Seattle he could benefit from. Yeah. I think the way that he's able to run like a power run scheme is is very good, but he is not that day one pick that I was. I mean, I, I thought it was a guy at one point in time up for the Heisman that could have been the CEH going at thirty two overall. That could have been going in that early yeah. second round day two. Listen, He's I, not. I, I get the Chubba Hubbard thing. I, I, you know, or Chubba Hubbard, by the way, just for everybody. Listen, Chubba yeah, <laughs> uh, Chubba Hubbard. Uh, look, he had a ridiculous season. I did a draft profile on him as well. If you're interested, uh, go check that out. I, I'm not as high on him as, as everybody else. He's actually pretty far down my list. Again, though, I mean, the, it's not a huge difference between number five and number fifteen. Like it's there. I just have a bunch of names all clumped together. I don't think all of them get drafted. I don't know where these guys go. I really don't. It's it's gonna be kind of interesting. It's just like. A 
a, a clump of guys uh, just just for your own edification right now, which these these numbers will change because I only have about 15 percent of the total grade put in. Uh, I have uh, I have Kenneth Gainwell at a six point one two six point twelve, and then Puka Williams is my next one at a five point five three, and then it's just five point five one five point four nine five point four five. So it's like they're all just clumped together of uh, guys, and, and I don't know. I, it's a huge drop. If this isn't a great running back class, you got the big four that I'm excited about, but I, I personally think all four can be three down running backs. I know you don't agree with me on the Kenneth Gainwell thing either way. No, I think um, he's capable. I just would rather not see. You'd him rather not see. Yeah. Okay. So that's a good way to put it. Uh, Chubba Hubbard. Uh, look, he should have come out last year. I think last yes. year would have been a good year for him because he, he had all got, that he buzz. He would have pulled the blindfold over some eyes though, because a lot yeah. of his stuff having that 2000 yard season, it, he doesn't have the pop. You know? No, he doesn't. And and that was my big thing. You, yeah. I showed you. I, my, I watched it. I, I yeah. literally got to watch some of the ways where it was like, okay, well, if you have this big of a drop off from 19 to 20, mm-hmm. but you're in the same system, same coach, Mike Gundy's still there doing everything that they were doing before. Yeah. What changed? And I think it was that teams started locking into the scheme in which they were running the ball. And then that's when the, that's when the running back, if he is good enough, is able to stay great. Mm-hmm. Saquon, Najee. Travis Etienne, all these guys, you know that they're coming at you. Yeah. You know that what the plan is, and then that's where you have to use your athleticism to be able to bounce it, use your vision to be able to take the bounce back cut. Yeah. Chubba wasn't able to do that. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And and there, there's, like you said, we, we hit on Chubba Hubbard yeah. pretty hard. Uh, let's let's go to a guy that I really like, Larry Roundtree, which I actually just put out a draft profile on this past uh, Monday, which you should check out. Again, another guy who shot out of a cannon, smaller guy, played at a Missouri, four-year dude, uh, who uh, racked up just under 4,000 yards on a bad Missouri team. I mean, this this team has struggled in the SEC, I feel like, every t- ever since they got there. Um, th- th- they were part of the teams that got that joined the SEC not yeah, too long ago. Yeah, yeah, okay. I was like, am I crazy there? Uh, anyway, uh, he's a really fluid pack- pass catcher, even though he never had more than like 15 receptions at any one time, at, at any one year. I still think he can do it. I have no doubts about his ability to, to catch the ball out of the backfield. Some people are going to question that because of the production. I just think it was the team didn't didn't he, utilize a, him there. He's a bright light in a dark cave of Dude, the Dude, I, I agree. Struggled. He is shifty. He's explosive. Like he can't pass protect for shit. That's one of my. He actually has one of my worst grades of pass protection than anybody else in the league in the draft. Uh, his power. He doesn't really run with any power, but he has a low center of gravity. He can churn out tough yards. He's a guy who he's going to be. You know, fifth, sixth. You know, somewhere in that ballpark type of pick that I think is going to surprise some people. I think this is the dude that nobody's really talking about that I could see uh, being being exciting. And I have him kind of high on my list. Again, he's lumped in with a, b- a bunch of other names, but this is a dude for whatever reason I'm excited about. Man, mine's Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon. Let's mine get over Trey to him. Mine's Trey Sermon. Uh, Trey Sermon, the way that he was able to to overtake the Master Teague role, because Master yeah. Teague's been at Ohio State doing good things, yeah. sometimes great things for a while now, and Trey Sermon was able to come in at that Big Ten championship game and set the all-time rushing yard record. That is insanely impressive to me. He was able to show up, and they beat Clemson. Was that their first-round game mm-hmm. that they played? Yes. It was Clemson? Yeah. He was, able, they were, he was the workhorse right there. Justin Fields played an amazing game, too, but Trey Sermon really came onto the scene right there. And it looks like he popped at the perfect time. I wish we could have seen it longer. I wish. I, I know. I, I think that hey. that's. I think that Trey Sermon is built for a three down back role, though. I think he could really do it at the next level, man. I think this is this is the one we disagree the most yeah, on, right? That's fine. And, and listen, I, 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 actually, I thought it was going to be Chubba, but I went back and corrected myself. Kind of agree. You, Sir, you stand by it, man. You, you stand by Trey Sermon, and I totally respect that. I, I look at Trey Sermon as a guy who I really wish I could have seen him in the national championship role because you're right. The Clemson game was a bright spot for me. I, I went back and kind of studied the Clemson game, and I did a draft profile on him as well. 
by the way, and kind of broke down a, yeah. a lot of the games. I, I think vision is a big issue for me. Um, I, I, I found him missing too many holes. Very, very simple run designs, simple run scheme, go here kind of situations. And for whatever reason, I think he got confused. Hey, he was new to Ohio State, so maybe you can give him a pass on that. And if you can, his grade goes a lot, a lot farther up versus what my grade is because I, I hit him pretty hard on vision. I, that knocked him down a good bit. Uh, it was versus Nebraska. I think it was the first game of the year, but it scared the shit out of me. And again, hey, maybe he just didn't have his running legs under him. You know, whatever reason, th- things like that happen. And maybe I should go check out another game and maybe I would change my opinion. But as of right now, I, I look at him as a Gus Edwards type. I, I think he's a, a serviceable running back in the NFL. I think he is a rotational guy that will, will hang on to a roster and be a, a player who is never, like, I don't think he's ever going to be like a fantasy darling or anything like that. But he'll be an interesting guy that maybe, you know, somebody gets hurt and he gets a perfect opportunity. Yeah, I, I see him kind of like Gus Edwards. I don't see elite quickness. I don't see I elite think he burst. Can do it, man. I think he, can um, do it. he has the big body structure he d- that you he want. Does. He runs hard. He, he is the perf- he is the perfect body structure. He's that tough one cut runner yes. style. I get it. I do get the the upside. And that's 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 what kind of sells it for me. Mm-hmm. I, I keep saying Seattle because they let go of a Chris Carson role. Hey, I, I it think, would be a good I think one. Trey Sermon could really do that. You are absolutely right, and, and he would be an upgrade to DJ Dallas. I, I will say that. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, look, I get that. I 100% get that. I, I We disagree, I think, on the upside for Trey Sermon. I don't see the elite upside, but overall, I, I do understand the, the value there. It could be the fact that it is just an Ohio State running back peaking at the right time. Because we saw what Zeke, Zeke was Zeke while he was at Ohio State yeah. too during the regular season, but that off season run, what they did in that twenty, I think it was twenty fifteen playoff year, mm-hmm. that is what got Zeke that high, that really really high grade. Yeah. Doing what you did against elite talent like you did, just go back and watch that Big Ten championship game for me, and just because that's the best of the best you're going to see out of Trey Sermon. And I, I was really enamored by the way that he played. Okay, that, that was Big, good. Big Ten championship game. Yeah, done. Right, I'm going to go back and look at. It. I'm going to take another look there. Um, all right, uh, Ramond Stevenson. Ramondre Stevenson. Stevenson out of Oklahoma. This is a guy who's gotten a lot of buzz. This is he's a big body bruiser. All right, this I've is, seen people put him at four. And I'm I, not going to lie. This yeah, I don't get that. I don't see that. But uh, again, I, I let me go back because I I grade my running backs a little differently. If you go to Ramondre uh, Stevenson. Oh, well, no, he doesn't have a great power score. I thought he would. Never mind. Um, so he, he's a bruiser, runs with good power. He's a tough dude to bring down. Uh, high level and balance is, is pretty good. Uh, has a little bit more wiggle than I think, you know, people would kind of admit. Like, he, he has, he, he, it's there. Big body dude, I think, can definitely make some moves. I don't see him being, like, the star of a, of a team, but I could see him being a really good complimentary piece to, you know, I could see him being the thunder to somebody's lightning kind yeah. of thing. Uh, I would love, love, and you you know this. I don't know if everybody else knows this. I, I was I was out on on uh, Murray last year for the Saints. I, I thought he kind of took a step down and, and just has not been playing as well. I, I I mean it happens. Running backs deteriorate pretty quickly. I felt like I saw his deterioration last year. I would love for Stevenson to go to like a Saints and be like I said the thunder to to a Kamara's lightning. Um, you know, I, and I have a lot of notes here. Uh, Actually, I have a note that says maybe take a shot on him day two if, if you think you're getting Marshawn Lynch. So I, I see the upside for sure. If people think that that's the guy you're getting, maybe that maybe that's where he's at. Some people that have him at four, all it takes that's is, what you're all seeing. It takes is that's what you have to be falling seeing. in love with that yeah. skill set, and you're like, that the pop that I see, that's what I want to do. You, you only need one in 32. I mean, that's yeah. all it is. So I could, and I could absolutely be seeing. I think he is like, he would be my candidate for the guy who is the surprise on day two that just gets drafted a lot earlier than that's, I would, that's would have. That's Sermon. Yeah. So, so I get that a lot. I want to mention a couple other names. Is there anybody else you want to talk about? No, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much good. You're good. All right. So it's a, it's a weird class because I mean, it, well, there's a, there's a lot of things I could do. The wishy washy. I like a I like one thing out of all these guys that are up there. I yeah. mean, there's about 13 solid names that we will see. Interesting names. Yeah. Touches every now and then, but yeah, just depends on which one. The thing is, a lot of these names are going to hit or are going to to uh, make a roster because I guarantee you, it, when teams are trying to save money, you cut the veteran running back. Every yes. time, every time you cut the veteran running back, sign the sign the the running back who's almost as good, a little bit more explosive because he's fresh legs, exactly, and he's, he's and younger, cheaper. He's got it going. Yeah, especially you know these undrafted free because a lot of these guys are going to become undrafted free agents. A guy I don't think who will be undrafted free agent, Michael Carter. I definitely mm-hmm. think he's drafted. I, I, my favorite note for him, and I do have a draft profile for him as well. If you want to check it out on between the pylons, I'm sorry, I'm plugging us nonstop. Got to do it. Um, all right, so. This is a guy that I just, for whatever reason, I have this feeling about him. Go with me on this. I think he's going to be the fifth round pick okay. that finds himself in a lead role and just blows up the NFL. I really do. For whatever reason, like I, my grade is pretty average for him, right? But I could see him having an Aaron Jones style career. I I, I I don't know why I think this. Yeah, I don't Aaron know Jones why watching supposed to be what he was. exactly. Aaron Jones was a fifth round pick. I mean, so I again I we I say Aaron Jones. And everyone thinks about what Aaron Jones is right now and, and not what he was coming out. Right? Nobody like, was excited. Like Kareem, like Kareem Hunt at the Chiefs kind of pop. Right? Yes, very simple. Yes, like, exactly. No one was thinking about him being the guy come around day one, and then boom, and then he was. Then he he he, he finds himself in a perfect situation. He goes obviously the perfect situation. It's a total guess, total prediction. We'll see what happens. Look, he runs hard. He has a tendency to go down an arm tackle. I'd like him to, to run a little bit, be a little bit stronger at the point of the attack yeah. here and there. Uh, he has home run speed. He's a really good pass catcher. Tough dude. There's one play on my, pa- uh, like my, the last play that I talked about on the uh, draft profile that I did on him. He catches the ball and just gets lit up by a safety coming down mm-hmm. on him and holds onto the ball. I love that stuff. Love the toughness that, that you see from him. Uh, you know, he, he's one of those guys, like he, he doesn't, he, if he could just get to that second gear just a little bit faster, if he could hit that like next level just a little bit faster, he would would be a very very exciting guy because he doesn't i think that's what's holding him about back a little bit right now maybe he gets there maybe he doesn't great build uh built like a running back uh there's indecisiveness at times i do think costs him a, a little bit here and there again but I, I do think stuff like that can get fixed uh i yeah interesting yeah, I, I was trying to think of a team in my head real quick i was running through all of them because a lot of them do have running back at least answered for for the most part yeah but possibly an arizona cardinals late round pick ends up yeah. somehow showing up in training camp. You really be, you know, he's really the guy and he is getting number one carries at the yeah. end of the day. There, there's going to be one. There always is in every single class. Oh, yeah. There's one guy who ends up emerging out of nowhere. And it's like, Hey, this is the dude who's going to be getting the touches right yeah. now. And then there's going to be one of these early on guys that gets taken in a backfield. Kind of like we saw JK Dobbins last year. It's just, yeah. and those it's, are the Ravens. It's just not the right time. Not the right role will yeah. be the right role yeah. this year going forward. But yeah, it's one of JK Dobbins fits that system. Great. But does. that, that system doesn't lend itself to wondering back taking over. Especially when you're looking at everything yeah. through a, a fantasy lens. As yeah. I yeah. Which yeah. is hard going, not to, especially when you're talking about exactly. running backs. Yeah. Um, so look, I, I, you said Arizona Cardinals. I would do another shot bet with you right now, yeah. blind, that one of the top, one of my top four running backs goes to the Arizona Cardinals. Specifically, I'm saying this before so you, free agency. You really, you really think that they're looking for a, a Najee and I, I, I do. Look, I, Gainwell would be awesome. There. Bro. I would love a Gainwell. Yes, I, I want to. Would you take that yeah, before take that. free I mean, agency? Because they so, could be that is so specific. Uh, I'll even give you odds. I mean, I'll do a. I'll do a. Three to one. Bet. Take it. If you're going to take four guys on one team specifically, yeah, 
I think they get one of the tier one or two running backs. Yeah. That's, that's fine. Fair enough. All right, we got that bet in. We got two bets in this in this yeah. pod. I like it. We're gonna have a lot of of draft day bets, and we're doing a live podcast on the draft on draft night. Oh, it's so gonna be awesome. that's gonna be fun. Last one we're gonna talk about before we get out of here. We're right under a, a, an hour. Puka Williams. He is the guy that ends up at my number five. I don't have like a lot of reverence for him. You got to remember, guys. My my number five will probably change uh, before before it's all said and done because there's uh, there like I said at the beginning, fifteen percent of my grade has not been uh, put in yet. That we get that from uh, pro days and stuff. Puka Williams did his pro day though, and he has a he ran a four three. Eight, I believe. I believe. I believe it was something crazy like that. He ran really, really he has, fast. He has a lot of the he stuff has, that you want, man. He has home run hitting ability. Uh, he look. He's not a power guy. This is this is a, your scat back speed runner type of guy. This is the type of guy that the 49ers love. That the you know that that type of scheme loves. I could see the Jets grabbing a guy like this, assuming they're going to play a similar style, which they are. They have LaForge brothers, so it's going to be that same style of yeah. running back. Um, uh, you know, you his battle level bounce is pretty good. Uh, he runs with good patience and has awesome explosiveness. Uh, he's very slippery. You mentioned that I didn't know this until yeah. you mentioned it. Um, I'll let you tell the tell us about the the huge negative there. Yeah, it's off the field issues with Puka. Yeah. Uh, he has, I, th- I believe, he has had a run in with the law a few times on domestic issues. Really, and it's just certain things that you don't want to see. Yeah, he, he got held out uh, one year, an entire year at Kansas too, because wow. of one of the issues that happened. Uh, a lot of dark things going on at Kansas right now too, with Les Miles getting fired for yeah. the inappropriate conduct with uh, with minors. Mm-hmm. Not that he did anything; he just put women in positions and, that they shouldn't have been. And rumored same thing went down at LSU too. So it, it was just weird to see that. Uh, Puka, getting back to Puka, though, I, you know, the off-the-field stuff, there's so many different guys that we see. I, I wish the best for everyone out yeah. there. Um, he has the on-the-field stuff yeah. that you like. I really like Puka. I remember telling you about Puka you did. last year. Yeah, uh, because when we were doing our, Don- a, our Devi draft. Yeah, he's a stat sheet stuffer. He's, yeah. He gets all the numbers that you wanted, has been getting the numbers for a long time. Yeah. You know, he'll be a guy taken later on that could do it. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Look, the, one of the bigger negatives on the field is his frame. He, he is kind of a smaller guy. Definitely. Um, you'd like to see him add a little bit to it, especially now that he's run his 40 time. We all know he's fast. Add a little bit to that. I need to see a little bit more muscle because the NFL game is – it's demanding, man. It's it does it takes a, a strong physical guy, and if you can't hold up physically, then it doesn't matter how talented you are, how fast you are, anything else like that. But Puka Williams, a name to, to watch out for. Could see him being an interesting guy, drafted maybe in the fourth round, have an Antonio Gibson style start of his career. Wouldn't shock me, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Not 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 guaranteeing it, but wouldn't shock me. All right, we good? No, no. I got to give you props. All right, because you absolutely fucking nailed it, and I can't believe you didn't even mention it. Isaiah Wilson to the Dolphins. You called said that yeah, you I hoped did. that the Dolphins would take that shot. <laughs> I did call that. Uh, for next to nothing, you have all the upside going here. Yeah. Isaiah Wilson in a seventh-round pick swap. You land the former first-round overall pick. You lose nothing here. Nothing. The Titans, they save two-point-change million in 2. cap, whatever. Million, yeah. um, it, it sucks for the Titans. It really does because it was an automatic miss. The but, guy played four snaps on special teams. I was going to say, this is, this, is this is the offensive tackle out of Georgia drafted the, at the uh, end Mr. of the first Mr. round. Mr. Strip Club himself. Who, yeah. <laughs> he, he just couldn't have his head on right. And I just don't like how the narrative is shifting to, like, man, I get it. I You know, we just talked about Puka. We talk about guys with off-the-field issues all the time, how you want to see them get better and you want to see them get right. But it's like... The Titans did everything that they could for this guy. Oh, yeah. This guy already had issues, too, and they were doing the right thing because they did it with Jeffrey Simmons, and it hit, too, Mm -hmm. giving the guy the second chance. You know, he had the bad story. They did it with Isaiah Wilson again, who kind of had some character and work ethic questions, and I definitely realize now why we're seeing that for sure. 
you know, maybe you can end up fighting that guy. Maybe you can get that yeah. second second emergence of a guy. And at the end of the day, for a seventh round swap, you didn't even lose a seventh. Field. Yeah. And, and it's a seventh round pick that we earned in a trade from last yeah. year. So it's it's essentially free. You have all uh, the upside. The Titans yeah. get to save some some cap. They 2.6 million. Yeah, I mean that's a deal. I'll spend two point six million on a guy who's a first. Now we have two first round offensive tackles out of uh, from last year's class. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with it. Yeah, I absolutely agree. the The upside is is awesome. You can and have that's, a, that's you can have a starting going tackle in the first round again this year too. I think they're going to try. They're going to have to right. And this is a better. This is a deeper class for tackles. Yes. Last year, I think maybe there was higher upside on like the top four were really really Listen, good. Let's be honest. Isaiah Wilson did not get a day one grade from either of us. No. We recognized no. going into the draft because we had heard rumors that the Titans were looking at. Him. Him, yeah, but he was a day two guy who got taken on day one positional availability. Yeah, exactly, and yeah. and that happens all the time. Yeah, uh, I appreciate you giving me that shout out. I totally forgot about that. Um, I guess we're good, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Please like, subscribe, share, uh, send it out to all your friends. Let them know that this awesome new podcast that isn't that new uh, is out, and we are doing some great stuff here. Uh, check back next week. I think next week we're gonna have to record on a uh, a little bit later so we can get all the uh, the free agency news. I, I yeah. yeah, so we're going to have to do something different there. Free agency next week. We're going to keep hitting the draft throughout this offseason. Uh, come on the ride with us. Subscribe to the Between the Pylons on YouTube. You can also watch, watch a bunch of draft content, draft profiles. We have a lot of stuff coming out. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you to the Hammercast, or not Hammercast, thank you to the Underdog Network uh, for, for putting us on them on their uh, stuff and, and spreading us around a little bit. Guys, thank you so much for watching. Peace thank out. Thank you, guys. Sam. Peace.